You are listening to the Savage Fincast Retro, Episode 8, Super Patriot, Issues 3 and 4. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the podcast that loves a good color hold. I'm Raven Perez. I'm Jim Purcell. And I am Scott James. What? Thanks, Scott James. James. Thanks for Was helping us out again, Scott. It's good to have you. Hey, I, I love being here, guys. Thank you for having me. Craig is my gibberish. Craig is still indisposed. Hopefully he'll be back for the next Fincast. I believe that Craig got retconned. And he just needs to be... We need just to wait until they retcon him again so he's a FinCast host. But it'll get him. There'll be another retcon. It won't It won't take long, dear listeners. Um, if you have never listened to a Savage FinCast retro review, let me tell you you are in for a treat. We are going back to the past. We're going to tell you about the Savage Dragon issues of old. 17 years old. We're going to talk about Savage Dragon-related issues, spin-off series even, which is what Did we're here to do 17? today. 17 I think years? you mean 27. 27? 17? It's all the same. Is this 27 years old? Yeah. Dude. No, the girl you're dating is 17, I thought. It was in 93. That's not so. our license, says Scott. <laughs> 93, 27 years old, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> so, dust, are you? Yes. Um, uh. So the whole last uh, two uh, issues, I'm going to need you to go back and edit that, uh, I don't, I don't think you dated those ones. Yeah, well, yeah I did. I I'll said double 17, check. I, no, I know. I said 17 years so many I'll times. I'll dub it in. I'll say <laughs> 27. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll be talking. I'll be like, every time I, 27. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> Go go extra robotic. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, 27 years ago, good lord. Well, we have a gem for you. A gem. Jim, tell them what this gem is. Well, it's Super Patriot number three. And four. And four, of course. Yes, we're doing both. We're going to bring this to a stunning conclusion. And, oh baby, oh baby, we got some kudzu tech for you. The action has begun. This is a, an action-packed... The assault uh, on basically the Pentagon has begun by Which, Coventry uh, of the Sword Super Patriot. Be a little bit easier, more tasteful in '93. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, couldn't do that these days. It'd be harder to do it these days. But uh, real quick, the logo for Super Patriot. Uh-huh. I love the logo for Super Patriot, but I'm love looking it. at this cover, mm-hmm. and I feel like the red, the the stars and stripes, the American flag background. Does mm-hmm. make it a little hard to read, and I hmm. think in the future Eric fixes that. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? What is the current Super Patriot logo? It's the same logo. 
Uh, let me let me just real check and see if that's still got the stars and stripes. Is it like more watermarked? It's just like more faint. But I think that, if that it would be was the easiest solution to it, I, I would agree. I, I, yeah, because it's it is as vibrant as the uh, colors are. It's so hard to read. Um, on War on Terror and America's Fighting Force, mm-hmm. it is slightly yeah. It's faded out. It makes the black stand out more. I get it, but on um, but on liberty and justice, it is much the same as it is here. Um, an interesting thing I'm noting as we're looking at this: this is not a Comics Code approved comic, and yet there is a uh, black blood, a plenty. Eh, I think it depends. Like if the inker draws the blood, it would be black. Right. Well, I mean, I'm saying compared to Savage Dragon issue three, which preceded this right that's what causes the whole green cop phenomenon dragons in a goddamn pool of blood right in that in that grocery store meanwhile you flip through this this is black blood like I think, black... I think i think black blood is a stylistic choice it makes things feel grimmer in the code era it wasn't it's just kind of funny just a funny little observation i don't know just saying because there's just definitely red blood here as well in shadow in shadow, but f- even as we flip through the book, I want you to pay attention. Mind you, a lot of cyborgs and there's red blood on the interior cover. I mean, there's fucking blood. <laughs> I'm not saying there isn't, but I'm just saying it's funny. It's pay attention as you look at this. How much of this blood is black blood? Uh, just saying, it would have been red probably if this was done today. That probably would have just been pools of red blood. All right, no big deal. Spineless worm, Josh Icorn. It's nice. I like it. Indeed. So mm-hmm. we open up with the Covenant of the Sword getting their asses handed to them. Lots of blood here. Yeah, a lot, yep, a lot of a lot of blood, a lot of backs being blown out. Mm-hmm. Which this is a little shock for you as a reader because you're like, why are, why is Coventry of the Sword super patriot blasting up these Coventry of the Sword dudes? Like I thought he was gonna go fuck up some Pentagon motherfuckers. That was the plan at the end of the last episode. Mm, but then you, get, then you get this fun little scene where one of the uh, Covenant guys is calling for help, but he's told <laughs> that the, the the that the experiment's gone wrong. But he's told that the exercise is proceeding as planned, and that he does not have uh, uh, clearance for this radio channel. And then he <laughs> yeah, needs to they, get off it. Like you just need to get off this channel, dude. <laughs> get off this channel and die. Yeah, these guys have been sacrificed to Super Patriot to make sure that he is his. And kill, murder, death self that they want. <laughs> and again, just absolutely beautiful lettering. Absolutely beautiful, like... After that slash, uh, that that pose of a Patriot with the Edward Scissorhands... Yes, just, dude. Uh, killer. That's balls. Yes. Fuck yes. I was, I'm glad you pointed it out, because I sure as hell was. Yes, it's cool because he actually does kind of have just a little bit of a the kudzu tech looks a little different. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they, they, the covenant has rebuilt him in their image. Yeah, with uh, yeah, he's, he definitely looks a little bit different than he normally does. Like he's got he's like he's got extra armor. Yeah, and his it's, wrists it's sh- and his leg and his shins, shins, and he's got those sort of like uh, circular things on his like uh, thighs. Yeah, it's cool. It's a cool look. And I love how they mud up the boots. Oh, there's a little schmutz. We got we got boots schmutz. schmutz. You know, schmutz on the boot. Oi, schmutz on the boots. 
Mm. Well, it, it appears that they threw him at an entire outpost. So it's like it, they threw, like they're so confident in this that they sacrifice an entire, like operative cell. Yeah, just to test him. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of start. They drive out. They really drive home what the test is when Rockpile comes home. They're just oh, trying yeah. to make sure he doesn't freeze up again. Yeah, Rockpile's back. It's what the senator said. She said we got to get rid of the failsafe. Uh huh. And so Rockpile goes down super fast. Oh yeah. He's such a he's such a pushover. Dude, this is a badass execution. <laughs> I love it. He rips that motherfucker. He first he blasts him. And then he rips him in half. Squish. And stomps him. It's yeah. so great. Scream, bastard, you're asking for it when I reintegrate all and dead. <laughs> Squit. That how Squit. it go that how Squit. it go in Savage Dragon comics. Yeah. Sometimes you're on top, cracking wise, other times you just I love the Dave Johnson style rendering in the smoke as rock piles emerging from the hole. Yeah, like that's yep. really nice. That sketchy sort of look. Oh yeah, and I also love the use of zipatone. Um, that is very cool. There's like a lot of zipatone effects going on in here. Just the black dots. Like instead of uh, rock pile having Photoshop texture on him, he's got zipatone texture on him. It, oh, when he's coming out of the ground. Uh, no, Choom, when do try to be more amusing oh, this where, time. Where his face is getting blown off. Yep. Oh, well, is that Zipatone? No, it is Zipatone. No, that is not. That is not. That's a Photoshop filter. Right. But still, it looks cool. Oh, I agree. I agree. Uh, that's... It, it, any kind... Of, like, you're talking to me. I love texture. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, it's not Zipatone, but, yeah, no, it works awesome. So they got rid of the failsafe, my dudes. And you know what? I was thinking of Sentinel and said Cabot, but hey, who do we have? Yeah, I was going to say, who do we have here but fucking Cabot? The main character of Bloodstrike, who we, if uh, fans of the show will remember, we talked about when we reviewed uh, the Michelle Fife Bloodstrike miniseries. He dies a lot. He gets better. Yeah, this guy, I love this uh, sort of government spook. His uh, real concern is keeping his career <laughs> together. How am I going to keep... Also, oh, dude, this verbal flub, this improper use of foobar. Oh, what, what, a f- what, what a foobar? What a what, foobar. What a fucked up beyond recognition? What a fucked up beyond all recognition. Yeah, you you, you wouldn't say what a foobar. I just love it, though. I now, love in it. In this case, you'd want to say clusterfuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, or you can be like, "This is Fubar." This is Fubar. Yeah, yeah. Or shit's totally Fubar, but you wouldn't say what a Fubar. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's a poser. Yeah, <laughs> but he's posing for no one but himself. <laughs> <laughs> I do also appreciate the buy war bonds poster. Like that's nice. It's like he's that's a fan. The, yeah, yeah. I a gotta say though, fan. I gotta say though. Um, oh god, what's his name? The the, the Blood is it? Um, Cabot. No. I, well, who's the who's the 
the young blood character there. That's Cabot. Yeah. He's a Cabot. He's from uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cabot, it looks like that one, after you go from the Pentagon uh, establishing shot, I, I just look at the, just looking at it without reading the words, and he's, he's turning back looking at the government guy. Do, does, does this, does this, do these pants make my ass look fat? Huh. <laughs> you know, it just, it's a weird kind of, where his hand is on his holster and, and looking back, uh, you know, it, it, I think that could have been a more dynamic image and not, you know, uh, to me it, it, it comes across a little little weak. Um, I don't know much about the character, though. Well, he he's from like a Suicide Squad-style team where everyone is like, they're expendable. When they die, they get rebuilt. They're they're part of Project Born Again. Okay. That, that resurrected. Uh, okay. When uh, they resurrected Cyberface, right? Or was it also Super Patriot? I always confuse Project Born Born Again with like Cyber Data. Basically, they die. They get brought back. They get brought back to life. They're uh, yep. they're yeah. That's their government their whole, that's property. Their whole, that's their whole gimmick. Is that they're government property? So. Whenever they die, they get rebuilt and sent back out. Gotcha. Yeah, Bloodstrike's pretty interesting conceptually. Uh, the, like I said, that miniseries that Michelle Fife did made made it pretty cool. And uh, I'm gonna say Dave Johnson's making that look pretty cool. Like you know, it's not like everybody loves '90s design, but Cabot looks cool as shit here. The way he's, I think, I don't know the way he's breaking the panel border. I think Eric would hate it. Oh yeah. Are you talking <laughs> about the same? The same panel that I'm talking about. Yeah, the one you hate. I love. <laughs> it just looks like you know. I'm too sexy for my pants. Too se- it just the way, he, just the gesture. It just seems. I don't know. Maybe it's the way he's got his hand on his hip or holster. Um, just not seeing that other foot uh, because it's in shadow. I, I think it could be done different. I yeah. would have moved the figure up to where it broke the top panel, right. and you saw then the Pentagon move the Pentagon over slightly, had him more standing there as you know a brick shit house than yeah. you know him turning around looking at a guy that's looking at his ass. And also, the guy looking at his ass has a very very tiny head. Yes, he does. <sighs> <laughs> yes, his head does. is fine. What a foobar! No, <laughs> no, his, his head is like it reminds me of Beetlejuice. Um, God, it, it's 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 superheroes. You guys, you guys, you fucking guys, you uh, you guys over there, you guys you over by there. <laughs> I think Cabot looks fine. You know, um, I will say like. We're praising kudzu tech left and right, like all the little tubes and all that, you know, the hoses and just how detailed Nosidum is. Yeah. And we, you know, we've praised Johnson to fucking no end. But I'm just going to say, I really do like when you have an artist that can just fucking nail just goddamn near everything. And again, here's some really sweet architecture on this panel of... uh, Shaft and Die Hard. Die Hard. Yep. Who I knew it. can fly? I didn't think Die Hard could fly, but I guess yeah, he can Die fly. Hard can fly. My is understanding is, yeah, uh, my, I always thought he could. 
Yeah, he's a robot man. But uh, yeah, Shaft basically telling him, uh, "Hey, look, dude, you know, gotta fucking do something about this motherfucker. <laughs> gotta save, gotta save uh, Super Patriot because nobody else is worried about him." Right. And of course, Die Hard was the one who had previously fought Super Patriot when he rescued him from Cyberdata back in Young Blood Strike Files one through three. Right. So he's got a stake in all this because he's an old friend of his from the his allies days during World, mm-hmm. World War II. We see the senator uh, talking with the speaker of the council one more time, uh, just basically telling him, "Hey, man, you know we got him. We fixed the exploit. You know he killed every fucking buddy, and now we're going to unleash him on the government. Let's roll." And he's like, "Let's just let them know. <laughs> Send a message to the rest of the world." I love that next panel of the ship and then shooting from that camera angle is just brilliant where Patriot's sitting there. Yeah. And, just and another you, part of the machine. And, kind of, yeah, a, kind yeah. of a fisheye lens sort of thing going on. Yeah. And then you can see into the cockpit. It, I just think that that is a brilliantly laid out panel. Jim and what? video game nerd listeners, you fucking tell me that ship, that Coventry, the sword ship, is not like uh, Metroid Prime Samus Aran gumship. There's a little bit of that going on, yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, 27 years ago, <laughs> they fucking got it. I'm just saying, that's some, that's some killer shit. Way before Metroid Prime. Yikes, that's awesome. That just shows you how this old-ass book is just still like absolutely full of killer visuals. And then uh, they are within striking distance of the Pentagon, and... She gives the kill order, and boy, oh boy, do I love this goddamn motorcycle he's on. <laughs> yeah, a fire... Ghost Rider-like. Like, yeah, it looks like a missile until you get up close, and it looks... It's revealed that it's a, uh, is a, like you say, a flying motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, I never could find shit on Tibor Tech, which you'll see uh, very near the gun turret. If anybody knows anything on Tibor Tech when they're listening, dear listeners, please let us know. I'd, I'd love to know. I tried to find, like, you'll see Kudzu Tech even within the issue somewhere. Tibor Tech? No fucking clue. Don't know what it's a reference to. Uh, I don't know. I'm just saying, just a call to the readers. Hey, readers, like, let me know what that is. I'm going to guess that it's maybe, like, whoever inspired this motorcycle, but yeah. I don't know. That ain't but, right. Um, that motorcycle's fucking great. Yeah, he uh, attacks the Pentagon and just starts murdering everybody in his way. The worst day of this man's career. What, does he say that? <laughs> no, I'm just saying this <laughs> This is the worst day of his career. Uh, basically, his secret weapon has come back to kill all his bosses and friends. Yep. Now, this is the color hold of my nightmares. Um... On this panel that starts clack, 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 and yeah, then has a yeah. bunch of panels, that is the least successful color hold in human history. It, 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 it puts him out of focus. Yeah, it, it accomplishes the exact opposite. <laughs> the dudes in bold black should have been the gray, the purple-gray color he is. Yeah. He should have been in bold black so that he would have popped more in the foreground. They should have been purple. See, I, I think it actually. I don't think it looks great, but I think they actually wanted to go for the opposite effect. They wanted your eye drawn to the background characters in this case. Oh, jeez. This is just my thought on the matter. Ugh. So, well, Raven is disgusted. 
I don't like it. But no, sir, I don't like. I it. also do not like what I assume was the colorist choice to put smoke trails on the bullet shells. Oh yeah, that's not that's not great. I don't love that, but I do love the chaka 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 chaka. Well, I love the wrench 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 because the sound it goes of him running through them. Yeah, just him stomping on human bodies. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Dude. I think that could. I think that lettering could have been a little better though. It looks a little it's small. Like, it's a little small. It's like he's like the sound effect of him chewing or something. <laughs> Coventry of the Sword. Let's take two seconds to appreciate the Coventry of the Sword um, design. Their regular which, ridiculous fucking robes. Yes, dude. Jesus. I'm, I wonder who did that. Oh, well, like I well, wonder who was the that mastermind. Is, that is Giffen that. Design 101. Is that? I, oh, I, dude, it's I beautiful. absolutely have to believe that he does Because the Covenant of the Sword is kind of a, a Keith Giffen concept. Oh, okay. That's why Eric doesn't really use it anymore. He only he used it a couple of times again in the main series because you know things happened that he had to. But ever right. since issue seventy five, when we went to Savage World, mm-hmm. Covenant of the Sword is a non entity. Yeah, I don't know. If it's yeah, it was only an entity up until uh, he, you know, uh, Dragon killed Dark Lord, and right. then you know, because had... Dark, Dark Lord created them. Yes. At least that was the revelation, I believe, when Dark Lord was introduced. Are you saying, Jim, that they Coventry of the sort of disappeared? You keep saying coven- <laughs> Coventry. Isn't it Coventry? It's Covenant of the Sword. Covenant? Covenant. It's a covenant. Can you edit that into? No. <laughs> You've said it way too many times. I just like to make the listeners feel smart. So, you're welcome, everybody. (laughs) I'm sorry. I do appreciate, too, that the guards with U.S. on their face, the dome head guards, Mm. we talked about how cool their look is, but I feel like they really drive home that those aren't robots by having each guy's um, name printed next to his face. That's a nice touch. That's cool. I think think they're just guys in armor. Yeah, just guys in armor. Yeah, just guys in armor, dude. And I think that's great. Get it hard. Oh god, they get doom doomed, bredoomed so bad. And uh, Johnny here takes a bunch of shots to the chest, which tells you that he's got like body armor under there. That's so a, he's, co- he's even less than just a torso. He's like just his upper body. That's a Coventry <laughs> of the sword upgrade. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I love that doom 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 through all the floors. Oh, dude, that's so good. Like the perspective as like the floors are like tilting. Oh, it's so good, dude. Where he's like going down into the lowest level. What about those little skull flames in his eyes in the page before? Yeah, dude. All these little details. That's a visual feast. Because here's the thing is this is an action heavy. This is action heavy story light. Yeah, this is very much an action issue. Yeah. And so those little details, man, that's people who don't reread comics, people who read a comic once and then just don't go back they're fucking themselves because you'll you won't appreciate little stuff like that like not on a first read and then so yeah he's shooting his way into the sub basements mm-hmm. and he like he like animes down there <laughs> and his little t pose so good though it's just a beautiful beautiful shot and then die hard he's die- mine so yep. good. Die Hard has arrived. Mm-hmm. Super Soldier versus Super Soldier. 
Exactly. So it's awesome. You, so what else you got for us, Raven? So this letters column has what I find to be one of, well, two things. I'll say the quick one first, and then I'll just say the funny one, which is a little longer. Um, Eric actually does talk a bit more about the uh, process, the collaboration right here within the um, issue in the letters column. He goes, uh, Bertram Ulrich uh, gives him a bit more credit than he likes because he replies, I cannot take all the credit for the layouts and storyline as much as I would like to. He says, Keith and I talk to the issue and he draws up a plot in layout form. Dave takes it from there, altering some a great deal and sticking to others fairly close. Keith establishes the pace of the book. Dave does all the rest. I plot the stories with Keith and write the final dialogue and sound effects. So he makes the, if you wondered, you know, who does what or whatever, it's actually made pretty damn clear right there. And then the other letter that's a real gem of this, because the, the rest of them are pretty, like, p- pedestrian. Like, just people asking questions of things they didn't understand. For some fucking reason, a lot of people thought that goddamn Rock Pile was actually turning into Savage Dragon, which is insane. What? Yes, dude. People it's, don't know what dreams are, lo- are like. <laughs> I mean... I, yeah. Even in 93, my fucking, like ball hair getting ass knew what that meant you know what i mean i'm just saying so dumb that's the dumbest mistake i've ever heard you stupid bastards in the past you stupid bastards feel ashamed retroactively but uh one of the most (laughs) one of the most hateful letters i i love that eric will print a shitty letter i love that he'll print a shitty letter and i'm sorry but i'm gonna blast through this like laser quick but it's got it you got to appreciate this letter and that he even printed it. He says, Dear Eric, I have to admit, I was very surprised by the quality of the first Super Patriot. I detested your run on Spider-Man and remain firmly convinced that Savage Dragon is the dumbest book currently being published by Image. And that's saying something. However, This issue's stunning cover enticed me to give it a try, and I'm very glad that I did. The contributions of Keith Giffen were extremely welcome, as he's one of my favorite creators working in comics today. Please pass it on to him that as great a job as the Beer Bombs have done, we Legion fans would clearly love to have him back. (laughs) So that's for you Legion fans out there on Jim's other podcast. Indeed. Now, he goes on. Which letter is this? Barry Reese from Hardwick, Georgia. Barry wait till, Reese. Wait till you hear the rest of this fucking letter. He says, Dave Johnson's artwork was so-so at times, but overall remained effective. His rendition of Super Patriot is beautiful. He's the first artist I've seen who's capable of making the character work. As with other, <laughs> as with other cyborg characters like Deathlock and Cable... There's always a risk of a character ending up looking like a Transformer toy. This is particularly true of your artwork, Eric. And I have to admit that I'm quite glad that Johnson is the artist in the book and not you. I can live with the occasional references to Savage Dragon, I guess. But I hope you avoid having too many crossovers. Let the character stand on his own for a while. Personally, I'm sick of Wolverine and Lobo, even the ludicrous young bloods, popping all over their respective companies' lines. I remember when a crossover was looked at as something special. Oh well, guess those days are gone forever, huh? 
all in all, I'd like to say I did like the first issue, and I hope that Keith and Dave stay with the character for a long run. Tell Keith I'm sorry to see Trencher go. I think Trencher and Shaman's t- uh, Tears were two of the best titles ever to come out of Image Barry Reese. <laughs> I'm just like, God damn, what a hateful last letter, dude. Like, <laughs> Eric replies, Gee, I'm glad you like it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, glad you liked it. <laughs> okay, and then on to solicitations. We actually have a new Freak Force explosive first issue. It's with Vic Bridges. It's the actual Vic Bridges cover. We have Super Patriot vs. Die Hard Round 2, a solicitation for issue 4. We have a fucking ad for Troll (laughs) by uh, Jeff Matsuda, though, so that's pretty cool. He's saying, it's Troll time, partner. If you've forgotten, Troll is basically Wolverine if he was a little person. Yeah, Troll, he's 3-4, 2,000 years old, and he's looking for a good time. Big things come in small packages. Sounds like a Tinder ad. Yeah. Good <laughs> Lord. And then uh, pretty sweet codename Strike Force uh, solicitation. You know, Mark Silvestri's uh, Strike Force character with the six, or excuse me, the three metal arms. Just looking badass. And uh, although it does have a bizarre credit, it gives, uh, you know, writing to Mark, pencils to Brandon Peterson, yada, yada. Then it says, Color separation in color. What the hell? That doesn't quite make sense to me. Color separation in color? I don't... seems like a typo, almost. Like, my brain can't make that make sense. I'd have to All see right. it. Shadowhawk 3 has an ad. If you think he's revealed all of his secrets, think again. Shadowhawk issue 3 or Shadowhawk 3? Shadowhawk 3, not issue 3, uh, but... Third, third series. The third one. Through the past, can you darkly. believe it's already uh, Shadowhawks already had three series, and I think Dragon's only on issue six. Dragon is on issue six. That literally was the next solution, a solicitation. Exit Freak Force. Yeah, yep, in black and white. So if you ever want to see that cover in black and white, that's pretty cool. Like little random thing. So, so at this point, there's been the miniseries, five issues of Savage Dragon. Yep, the uh, crossover with the Turtles, and this four issue Super Patriot miniseries. Yep, I think that's all. The- and then. Mm. Well, nope, because on the back cover we got Vanguard number three with uh, oh, okay. three with Joe Mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but kick in action, nuff said. Yeah, but Joe Mad. Kick in action. Yeah. So that uh pretty sweet solicitations, uh absolutely hilarious letter. Um and Eric broke down the uh collaboration very well. So yeah, on to issue number four, I'd say. So, this is a pretty fun cover with Die Hard and... I would agree. Patriot locked in combat. Oh, yeah. Completely agree. Like you said, Jim... Die Die Hard's an interesting character. I don't... It's no no secret. I'm not a big fan of Liefeld. But uh, Die Hard, in general, seems like an interesting character, even if I do find him a bit inferior to Super Patriot conceptually. But I primarily know Die Hard from um, that... Prophet revival series right. a few years ago. Die Hard sure. is a character in that because Die Hard is essentially immortal. He just keeps yeah. replacing parts of his body. And there was like a whole plot line about that in that book. Mm-hmm. So it's, he's kind of interesting in that. The name's pretty cool. You know, Die Hard because he dies hard. 
Also like a diehard battery. It's like an implied machinery element. Yeah, you know, John McCain, McClane. <laughs> diehard, die it's awesome, yeah. Uh, but his dopey little shield bugs me. Yeah, the shield um, I could do without. I like his look, actually. I actually think his look stands the test of time. I don't like that shield. His dopey little shield, Jim said. <laughs> now let me ask you guys: Do you think that uh, there are any? There's any like in joke to like some of the soldiers' names? We had Taggart. We have Erskine, Lieutenant Erskine. Like, do you think there's any? Like, you think those are nods or references to anybody, or just throwaway? I couldn't tell you. Probably just friends. I know Josh Eichhorn is a flatulent ass. This issue. <laughs> That's great. Flatulent ass. It flies like Super Patriot. Mm-hmm. Back off. I'll handle this. I think this is a good color. The coloring is really nice on this uh, splash page. Negative space, dudes. Lots of it. Love it. You're talking about the one with uh, uh, the the uh, U.S. troops and then Die yeah, Hard. Die Hard in the foreground oh, and the U.S. Agree. troops in the back. Yep, back off. I'll handle this. He's my friend. Yeah, that's really lovely negative space. I think the coloring is great on this issue. I think it's they were starting to get stuff together. Yeah. Yep. yep. Less experimental, more intent. Like uh on the second page there is the dopiest looking small shield, but below it <laughs> uh Johnny's face coloring is like super on point. Yeah. But that's because it's almost flat. Yeah, it is almost. But it works. Like it just really works. Those but it's great because he's trying to like you know Die Hard's trying to appeal to his humanity like right out the gate and like Johnny's looking like a monster. Yeah, all tore he's the up. Frankenstein, and he just shoots Die Hard in fucking half. Yeah, this is pretty funny in that he lasts like one second. <laughs> no time at all. But it's cool because the, you get to see Die Hard's gimmick here. Like, he immediately uploads his consciousness into a new body. Yep. A prototype and, body. An untested prototype body. Which, let me just say, I think is cool for two reasons. It gives kind of a sort of narrative reason why he might last a bit longer in this body than his previous one. Which was right. dead in like two seconds. Right. But also, it gives Dave Johnson a chance to flex his muscles. Yeah, because now you get a different different body style. Yeah, so very cool. Love and it, love it. Love no it. more, no more dopey shield. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm just really hung up on that dopey shield. No, I'm with you. I'm team. I'm team. No more. What Die I am Hard curious shield. about is when Die Hard says uh, that prototype not properly, and he says we'll have a long, nice long chat about that later. Like, like he's only just discovering that he's can be downloaded into other bodies. I mean, you got to think if it's a, he probably was just in a hurry to get back into battle. Right. And he was like, why was this prototype body there among the bodies that I could have been in? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Like, hey, dudes, come on. So he's back immediately and the fight is on for real. Which is awesome. Like there, there's some really great back and forth, really great, like sequential storytelling sweet 90s panels with the like, jagged like borders <laughs> jagged borders with with sound effects running down the side 
Mm-hmm. And uh, Die Hard, he lives up to his name, takes a bunch of shots to his body, and still gets back up. Love then he gets a then he then he got great, great well that that fun panel of Die Hard kicking Johnny in the face while Johnny punches Die Hard in the face. Yes, dude. Yeah. Cla- yes. Cl- cl- classic klutz move. Love it. <laughs> Love it. I like Shaft. What a pussy. Doesn't want to go down and help. We're not going in until the last second. It's like, yeah, what's Shaft going to do? Well, it's a, it's a matter of honor. He's given Die Hard a shot. That's what he says, but do you really think that's what it is? Did you I mean, see him blow Die Hard in half? I'm just a man with a bow and arrow. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I, I think it's really funny. Shaft sort of being like, we're giving Die Hard a shot. It's like, yeah, right, dude. <laughs> Um, I, I like think, how he does say it's young blood business now and that these guys can butt out because it's their jurisdiction when people are shooting up the place. Yeah. I mean, you know, you get you you get diehard involved, it's young blood business. Yeah. Plus, I mean, what the hell were these government guys doing anyway? Like they weren't right. doing shit but getting killed. But it, yeah, right, they're pretty useless. But uh But like it's like Youngblood's been not very, been very happy about all this clandestine crap going on around them, right. and then being right. manipulated by it. So, really, having Johnny come in and blow the place up is the best thing that could have possibly happened for them. True. Yeah, it would have been a it great all out way to open and really great, embarrasses them all. Yeah, great excuse for them to distance themselves from like whoever might have been like over. Yeah, I like how I like Johnny's face here. What is getting his arm ripped off? Oh yeah, he's like very concerned about it and again the scratched lightning into the zipatone effect mm-hmm. real or not though that looks like real zipatone what makes you say that i don't know it's just more predominant maybe i'm wrong i don't know much <laughs> i don't know either but it looks good to me i just like it i like the little dust clouds coming off of diehard's back as he's knocked over and then that wall of sound effects instead of a panel right so, not, not so much those little circles that represent where the barrel is. Had they been colored different, I think it would have been okay. Yeah, it could have could have been a contender, but I think it didn't really work out the way they thought it would. <laughs> could have been a contender. <laughs> I love well, it. Well, yeah, because it, it, it's supposed to be kind of, you're kind of supposed to be seeing where the barrels are as he moves his arm around. Sure, yeah. But that's not really what it looks like. Yeah, the coloring fucked it mm. just a bit. But uh, using that gradient fill tool a little too much, and then the sort of like washed out colors as like diehards on his fucking back, just riddled with bullet holes, yeah. and like super patriots over him. Man, it's something cool about See, it. See, that's cool. That's cool coloring. It works good with the negative space too. Yeah, you're talking about where it's uh, Patriots' head, the repeated panels, or. No, no, where Patriot's standing above Die Hard's bullet-riddled body, and it's negative space around. Page that's the Yeah, that's the top page. So good, dude. And it's very muted palette. Okay. Do you know where we are? Yes. It's before Die Hard gets up and throws a big engine chunk into Super Patriot's back. Okay. Just that's really nice. Where, that's what I'm saying is like you can see growth in the colorist even in these four issues. 
It's so good, dude. And I love all the bullet holes. Yeah. On the floor. And uh, even in the negative space. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. It's nice. It's good, dude. It's so good. Even the splash page, the splash page where he's throwing the engine block or whatever, the just the, you know, Kudzu Tech engine block into his back and like just sort of like the splat and the like I don't know. It's it's great. I think it works like hell. We get to see uh, Young Blood just sort of just really kind of wasting time, you know. <laughs> sort of, should we go down? Nah. Well, and Bad this Rock's is not pleased. And this is where Dave really started to to add more details. If you look at the boots as he's walking away, and you get the runch, yeah. runch, runch, where he's adding the he's actually drawing in the schmutz. Um, the same thing on the the bullet torso, bullet ridden torso. Those. That that uh, leaking of oil or whatever, <clears throat> where you get the tonal values, uh, where, and and then again on the boots you you get him drawing in, not leaving it up for the colorist, like an issue one where they were very experimental on what mm-hmm. and how they added that. He's going no, this is kind of what I'm seeing, and. Just the little detail lines on the uh, shin. You know, those are things that, you know, became typical Dave Johnson uh, trademarks, you know, or uh, go-tos, things that you could see that he would do consistently even after he Mm -hmm. left this book. It's like, oh, okay, this is something, this is the direction that he's going. You could see that with a lot of the, the... the line work and what he was doing, especially in this issue four. I think Eric's dialogue on uh, this exchange between Badrock and uh, Shaft is on point. Like, I think it's really funny, like the way he writes him like an idiot. Don't think, Badrock. It just isn't you. <laughs> like, the best Badrock can do is say, hey, touche. <laughs> it's good. It's good dialogue. I think he really nails that dumb teenage character voice that Bad Rock would have. Yeah. So you get it, uh, like, it's a fight for her life because basically uh, Die Hard's telling him, like, look, dude, please don't make me kill you. You know, just like, you're my friend. Please don't do this. Super Patriot's still not getting through to him. So that's when he really starts laying it. He's like, fight it. You're in there. Come on, Johnny. And he's just really trying to do it. And he unmasks him. See, and I'm telling you, this is where the Frankenstein thing, he just comes out and says it. You're not a machine, Johnny. You're a man. You know, it's the, you're not a monster, you know. And then we get these sweet, this sort of like, that's the, the unmasking. And I gotta ask you guys, is that the first time we saw Super Patriot's face unmasked? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. It is for Although, those without... Oh, is this... Is this page with Die Hard choking the shit out of Johnny a recreation of of Super Patriot choking the shit out of Dragon? I gotta check something real quick. Check it, dude. I'm gonna say something while you're saying that. I love that the face reveal was a page flip. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love <coughs> that you flip the page and you get to see Yeah, I don't get that with reading it online, but I can see that totally. Well, every page is a page flip online. 
Right. But I'm just telling you, like, I'm saying, what a great thing. Because, like, you just flip the page and it's like, boom, there's his face. Because it's teased in silhouette the whole time yeah. before. Well, like, and, you don't. And the link that I have that I'm looking at it, I, I can scroll up and down. So I'm scrolling through. So it, for me, it's, you know, it's not like a typical, what I would see is a page flip. I'm moving down. I see the, the, the mask being pulled off and then, uh, him choking him out, which is a great but splash. Like, he's got the they got the whole thing though. I'm telling you, this Frankenstein thing is not just bullshit. They've got the whole thing where he's less and less human. Like you know, just even his chest, like Jim said, when he gets shot in the chest, it looks like a fucking robot chest. Even though you see skin on the collarbone and the neck, you the chest is like torn wide open now, and it looks like a robot yeah. chest. And then when he unmasks him, you don't know what you're going to see because at this point, Super Patriot has just been less and less human, more and more machine, more and more a weapon. And then you flip the page and he's still got his human face. I mean, it's all cyborged up, but he's still got his still a man, dude. (laughs) And by contrast, Die Hard doesn't have anything under his face. Like his jawline is empty if you look. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have a face. You're it's right. Cool. It's very cool. Very cool. I love it. I love it. I think it's awesome. All right. So I'm slightly wrong. All right. There is a similar panel in issue two of the of the, uh, of the um, miniseries where Dragon is on the floor and Super Patriot has his uh, gun to his head. and But it isn't really similar at all. However, mm-hmm. I might be confusing it with the cover to Savage Dragon 38, which has uh, um, Cyberface choking the shit out of Dragon in a, in a similar but different angle. Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of. Anyway, I just thought this uh, choke out page was iconic, and I could have swore that it had been reused elsewhere. Oh, I can see what you're saying with the uh, cyber face choking out dragon. Yeah. Uh, what is that like uh issue what what did you say it was? 38. Yeah. Right there by it was that Chicago uh that whole Chicago after the aliens attacked. Right. Yeah. I could see that. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I just for some reason I thought it was like a direct rep reference to something, but I was wrong. So where were you at? You said uh, the Johnny in the mirror. Yeah, Johnny in the mirror, and even then, you know, the whole thing, the whole plot line about this, it's easy to think of this shit as not very like just a big action sequence. But like I said, the whole plot line of this is every time he's confronted with a hero, it becomes Dragon, right? Right. Well, he's confronted with himself. And he's just fucking like, he's like telling him, he's like, Johnny, you're a man, you know, face it. You're a man. You're in there. You're a man. Don't lose your humanity. And when he's faced with himself, he turns into like, first he just turns from a man into the super patriot mask. Uh-huh. Then he turns back into his old self. I'm telling you, dudes, it's beautiful. It's beautiful writing. Now, also, this it. is a very uh, Keith Giffen page as well, where you have multiple pages that is just the same panel over and over again. Yes. Right. He, he loves that shit. How you know time is passing. <laughs> it's good though, dude. I'm telling you, it's good. Find the man, and then I'm back. 
So I think it's awesome. Um, we flip, we see the Coventry of the Sword. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we see that they have accepted their failure. And it's, it's just a like not a lot of words, but it's just great because it makes them so creepy. It makes them so creepy. It really sells that cult thing where you're just like, complete override. We lost him. Yeah. Shutting down. The council tenders its regrets. Be assured the fight will go on. She doesn't even be like, she's not crying. There's not a tear or anything. Just like, of course, blam. So that's a pretty wicked send out for them. It's awesome. It's ominous and it's very cool. It also destroys their connection to the government because she was their connection to the government. So that's pretty cool. I'm sure they have many operatives in many echelons of society. Mm, you're probably right. <laughs> There's a nurse Anne, little cameo. We're at Hillman Hospital. Yep. Back in Chicago. And I'm yeah, there's Nurse Anne, and mm-hmm. uh, Super Patriot just got his new limbs back on, his traditional mm-hmm. arms and legs. Says no more tests. Yeah, he is Thanks. sick of this. Yep. And then the uh, page that we've seen after this, done numerous times, uh, I think this was done in Freak Force, this was done where he's actually at the diner, um, That that second panel we've seen. Stinky's Diner. Stinky's Diner. Have we seen this before? Yep. Huh. I don't know where. Uh, it was after. It was after this. It's been in the Freak Force. It's been um, talked about in Savage Dragon. It, this has been referenced and redrawn uh, a few times. Well, let me dip into your big brain knowledge here. Uh, which version at this point in 93 of uh, Mighty Man are we looking at here? This is definitely Ann Stevens. You can tell because he's got the star on his yep. chest. Okay. All right. But he hasn't told Super Patriot this. He doesn't know this. That doesn't come up until later in Freak Force. Okay. Or even, maybe it was in Dragon. I actually can't remember. But basically Ann's pretending to be the same man he, he was at mm-hmm. this point. Mm-hmm. I think that comes up later. Yeah. Guys, I'm telling you, I'm sorry. I, Upon further conversation with you, I think this is very well written. Because even more on the thing, look at the thing. Because have you come to check up on me, mighty man, to make sure the weapon isn't cocked? He's looking at his own reflection in the coffee. Just like, you know, he faced his reflection there. I'm telling you, dudes, there's there's beautiful symmetry going on. It's like poetry. Is, it rhymes. I think this is better written than... Like it's not just oh, them. Actually. No, I well, I think it's no. really well written. I think uh, you know as a four issue miniseries, um, the first two we we all I think agreed were really strong, and I think it ends on a really interesting note, and you mm-hmm. really get the feel for the human uh, aspect of Patriot, uh, where you know you came into it. And he, he was more. It was more cold, more of a machine. The first two issues, and by mm-hmm. the, by the end, it's like okay, that humanity, like you said, Frankenstein's yeah. monster. He he's still questioning, um, am am I more machine, more or am I more man? Are you checking to see if the weapon's still cocked? You know, uh, are you checking to see if I'm still if the monster is here? 
or if it's the man. And I think those flashbacks that we see uh, uh, with uh, Super Patriot and what he went through really resonate in hindsight. You know, you, you, granted, it looks like an epileptic dolphin attacking uh, Patriot, but you know, you you get the idea of what actually happened to Super Patriot and why he is who he is. You know, it's good, man. It's good. Starts with him just being a weapon. Ends with him just hanging out in the diner, eating pie. Just being a sweet and low eater in his uh, thing and getting an offer to join Freak Force. And, that, and really, this whole series is a prequel, or at least a yeah. lead-in to Freak Force. Yeah, continued in Freak Force. Which we will be getting to very shortly. Very shortly. Very awesome. I, I loved it. Yeah, this was a great issue. I think it was really good. I think it was a great cap. They get a great mix of story and action. Yep. Yeah, I would agree. It, it, I I definitely think it, it had a, has a it ends really strongly. The, the whole series is great. Every issue has something. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. You, Jim, you know what? That's it. Every issue has its thing. It does. Well, it, it each issue propels to where you end up. You know, it, it, there's there's a. And that's the thing with a lot of four-issue or six-issue miniseries. They don't propel the story. There's filler where there was a pinnacle or there was a a part of each one of those stories that really was a driving agent to where you end up. Uh, There wasn't a lot of room for that, that filler. If that makes sense, Mm -hmm. that each one had a poignant part in getting Patriot to where he is and, and getting him to freak force. Mm -hmm. At least that's how I feel. It's the bomb.com. I would agree. Stars and gripes, not too much meat on these potatoes. Um, you do get kind of a hilarious, um, Eric throws some people under the <laughs> bus in the intro of his letters section and says, uh, Super Patriot 4 at last, the grand finale. Sorry it's a little late. It's a little my fault, a little Dave's fault, and a whole lot of Laverne and Digital Chameleon's fault. Way to drag your butt, guys. Fucking hilarious. And then he just turns around and tells people to read uh, Freak Force. The only other letter that really kind of like tickles my pickle, makes me laugh a bit, <laughs> is that uh, somebody jumps his shit, or yeah, Michael DeLosa of Nevada, California, jumps his shit for uh, blasphemy. Just don't don't use Jesus and Christ as uh, profanes. <laughs> and um, basically, just it's funny because he's like, no, I'm not calling. It's just funny the language, given how like it's one of those things where like. It really mirrors the modern conversation where people are like, oh, these topics, these topics in my comics. He, he actually, the, Michael literally uses the phrase um, for this to all. He goes, uh, oh, he goes on to, I'm not going to list all that stuff, but he goes, uh, is it equally bad to have such indecency pervade my, a most beloved art form, the comic book? Jesus. Yep. 
There's a plea to think of the young children who might pick the book up without ever knowing who Jesus Christ is. Never mind the fact that we just saw Super Patriot murder the fucking shit out of a goddamn super basement full of government employees, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, don't say Jesus Christ, please. And then it goes, however, I'm not demanding censorship or political correctness. I'm just asking for social responsibility. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm just going to keep re- saying Jesus over and over again, just despite this guy 27 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> right. The, the guy was getting his arms and legs and torso eaten. He can, he can take the Lord's name in vain. It's okay. okay. It's too funny. Um, he goes, you may choose. I wonder if this is to- why Dragon says Jesus all the time at this point. To fuck with Michael? Yes, specifically. <laughs> well, funny, you know, Larson just gives him the clap back and says, dude, you know, it's America's about fr- religious freedom, freedom of expression, and if you don't like it, sorry, you got to just deal with it. Get but, out. Jesus, yeah, sorry goes, if you don't like it. <laughs> he tells him you got two choices, take a fat black marker and cross out any offending words or stop buying my books. So th- those were the two real gems. Um, those were what were really... Uh, good, and then it's funny that uh, he just turns around and says that it was a blast, and tells people to read Freak Force. Which, oddly enough, we have an ad for Freak Force Two already in this issue. That's the first of the solicitation, and then we have an ish ad for uh, Dragon Eight. So we you know Cutthroat and Killraiser, or Hellraiser, right on the cover, and then we got an ad for Stormwatch. The final showdown, issue number seven, Stormwatch Prime returns. And um, then we got uh, ad for Vanguard number four. So by Eric and Gary Carlson and, you know, Rick Linardi on the art. And that's all you need to know, says the solicitation. You don't need to know anything else. Here's the creative team. And then lastly, there's an ad for a uh, Image Comics fan club t-shirt no it's the image comics fan club oh boy no i'm sorry we gotta dip into this i thought this was an ad for a fucking t-shirt but it's an ad for a fan club oh my i can't read it says are you shunned by your peers rejected by loved ones hated by dogs and small children things may look bleak but fear not there is a cure and it's got an image it's got a t-shirt and it says image comics fan club and it's got like a picture by you know jeff matsuda and it's got, you know, uh, Shaft and Shadowhawk and Dragon and Grifter and Spawn and uh, Ripclaw. It says, join today. In just a few short weeks, you'll be the coolest person you know. You'll receive this styling t-shirt. Okay, so it was for the shirt. Plus an exclusive button and a quarterly newsletter with all the latest image news and special sneak previews. 365 days of coolness for a measly 15 bills. How cool is that? Just send $15, check or money order only, and your t-shirt size too, and it gives the address. And, uh, I gotta say, is that like a, so for $15 once, you were supposed to receive a quarterly newsletter forever? Yeah, I really, somebody please, somebody out there, join this thing. Show, show us that <laughs> newsletter you got this month. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that button. I want to see that button. I mean, we see the t-shirt in the ad, but I want to see that exclusive button, man. I want to know what that, I want to see any of those newsletters. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying, I would love actually to see one of those. If anybody, if any listeners did that, please let me know. Very last back of the book, beautiful. I'm sorry, I throw around iconic in these retro fincasts way too much, but that iconic image of the Max versus Pitt, where they're fighting on the drawing table. I vaguely remember that one. Yeah, as oh. do I. It's great. It's fantastic. My friends, it's time to just get your general impressions on three and four, you know? I think it was a very good conclusion to uh to a great series. I think we got decent action with the I think the fight with Die Hard's way better here than the one that was in the strike file. I would agree. Was it I would agree. A whole issue or was it just a short sequence? What do you mean in in Strike File? Yeah, well, it's a whole issue. Uh, well, Fight. It, almost an issue and a half, really. And remember, Youngblood Strike File were flip books, so there were two mm-hmm. stories in every issue. So the uh, there was you know it's only half a story each issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Die Hard Super Patriot fight goes between issues two and half of three. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a decent length, at least as long as the fight in this issue. Okay, issue four. Uh, I just, I just think this issue was th- this fight was just choreographed way better. Oh yeah, because because uh, because Super Patriot's almost jobbed out in that Strike File story because it's all about his, Die Hard getting him back from Cyberdata and taking him back to Youngblood. Right. So he w- he wins that fight, mm-hmm. whereas in this fight it's more of a draw. Yeah. Because he got a sanity back. Right. Fight for humanity. Indeed. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um, I, I, I one last thing. I yeah. do think one thing I get from this story is I kind of wish there was more uh, interaction between Die Hard and Super Patriot going forward. Of course, that ship is well sailed by now, but I feel yeah, like yeah. that relationship almost feels very natural in this yeah. in this story, and it's too bad there isn't more of it. I get it. I can see unfortunately, that. Uh, unfortunately, um, all of the image books just sort of became more isolated as time went by, you know. Yeah. They didn't play in each other's uh, sandboxes too much. And for good reasons. I mean, when you when you let, like, um, when you have really extensive, like, uh, stuff, and then you know, people change, situations change, feelings get hurt, then people become friends again, and it's just... It's just a lot easier just not to even fuck with it, really. So I get it. I get why it doesn't happen. But you are right. I, I it seems like in this issue, like they're. I mean, here's a guy who is fighting his damn ass off to save his best friend, and then basically they don't talk now. So that's a bummer. But um, let me ask you this: you know, Spawn did kind of a retcon to get rid of the um, connection to Youngblood. Um, would you like to see sort of a retcon, not a retcon, but like sort of a a wiggle or an homage or just something to where it'd be more of like an Eric-owned original character to fill that role as an old character Super Patriot used to know that he could buddy with? No, not really. No? I, think it, I think it would, but see, and I think that would also erase everything that, you know, 
was laid down before and you know is you know crappy as the I don't want to say crappy but the the coloring of the 90s were it there was that flair. How dare that, you? Well, it, it was new. How dare know, you? New and innovative coloring at that time, but in comparison to today. But you you had the, the that experiment of them trying to interweave some of their their studios, and to to take that out. I, I think you would be kind of rewriting the story, and. Let me ask you guys something. Um, Original Image Universe Super Patriot is dead, correct? What? Got eaten. The Original Image U in Savage Dragon continuity is gone. Wait, you mean like the original original? Or, yeah, remember that Malcolm and Angel yes. are like the... And Dragon yes. and Alex are the only people from the Original well, Image technically, U? technically, but all of this still happened in the Savage world. Or did it? Wait a minute. I'm saying it doesn't have to have hold had. On. Well, hold on a second, because remember, Super Patriot, you know what? If there's no Dark Lord, there's no Covenant of the Sword. If there's no Covenant of the Sword... You're right. Maybe... You know what? I think I think all of this got erased because That's what Cyber, I'm Cyberface kidnapped Johnny directly You're right. You're right. And he was plugged in after the aliens... Uh, he they, he got him from when the alien after the aliens. Uh, I'm so goddamn smart. What, you, mean, you, mean, you mean you mean after imi- the, the Mars, Mars <laughs> after attacks Mars image. attacks image is when. Uh, well, if that's the case, then this did happen. No, or no, Mars attacks image was the original image. You guys, no, that but you're not listening. We're talking about what events happened in the Savage World that are the same as in the Image Universe. Okay, and I'm trying to figure out if there was no Covenant of the Sword. Which there wouldn't have been because if there's no Dark Lord, because Dark Lord found but there, it, at least but, I believe but, he there, did. but there is, but a, there dark is a Dark Lord. Lord. That's the thing. There truly is a yeah. Dark Lord didn't get erased. No, like no, it was... but there, no Dark Lord. Guys, in the Savage World, <laughs> Dark Lord was a child who Dragon uh-huh. killed. Right before he could go. Oh wait, I guess. See what we're saying? I mean, truly. Otherwise, how did he show back up? Yeah, he existed, clearly. I mean, and there are multiple ones. Well, well, because Cyberface kidnapped him and kept him on ice and reprogrammed him. Remember when Dragon finally breaks his his conditioning? To not get too confused, he, that's so, exactly what Super I'm Patriot saying. Super Patriot was like, oh, you're... You're police. You're so, police. So, so police. what I'm hearing is is that we need to have this Dave got Johnson needs to come back and illustrate uh, a Larson <laughs> story that is based off of this new timeline. Because here's what I think. I don't think anything, any of this happened between the point that Cyberdata got him back at the mm-hmm. end of issue two. Mm-hmm. I think he's been on ice the entire time until issue like 98 or, or like 95 or 96 when he fights Dragon the first time. Well, I, th- I think in the Savage World, that isn't his entire experience. Here's the thing. So it's entirely possible all of this never happened. I mean, that's the thing. is like I, don't, I know we're driving. The people who know, we're driving goddamn wild. Like, And the people who don't know are like, huh? So here's what I'm saying. For the sake of listeners, um, 
you know, and again, we can find dog actually all this out. I think on the Savage Wiki. Maybe the the, the, the wiki likes to pretend that the universe continued uh, is is continuous. Yeah. For for ease of access, it doesn't really break it down per universe. And also remember that now every memory is shared. Now, well, of that's every true. All this would he, Johnny would have all these memories. So all it would be remembered. However, this is all I was saying originally, is that to me, I thought potentially. If the image original image universe events were gone, retconned, potentially you could make some sort of diehard like you know. Well, remember later on, <laughs> Eric would use the Liberty League to replace the Allies. Okay, yeah. So he, there they, were they, they they fought during World War Two, so they were another team that Johnny was on. Got so it. that he was on both teams, so you could kind of ignore the allies and still have him be fighting on a team during World War One, World War Two. Got it. Okay. Cuckoo. It, but none of those guys are really his friends because uh, Big Man and Battle Tank are conservative assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big Man. Pinko. <laughs> think, I'm pretty sure his name's Big Man. I'm gonna check that real quick. I think his name's Big Man. I just think it's cool. Um, I would love for there to be more Super Patriot. Like um, I've said this before, but even if it was only digital, nope, it's Mister Big. Mister Big. <laughs> His name is Mister Big. But even if there was um, only digital, I I would support another Super Patriot spinoff. I know that Eric doesn't have probably the desire to even really do it. I know. I don't know. I feel like he loves Super Patriot. He just doesn't get an opportunity to use him very much. Well, I mean, the desire to collaborate. I don't see him, like, seeking out collaborations, like, on that scale like he used to. Um, But if he ever did, I mean, uh, I I would completely support a new Super Patriot thing, even if it was digital only. I, I mean that. I literally don't give a shit. Even if it was digital only, and then the only ever hope it got of being in print was just a few pages at a time as backups in Savage Dragon issues, I would totally support the sh- I would support the goddamn balls off of a new Super Patriot mini. Because, you, you know, we talked in the last episode about how great the Kirkman one was, and I'm just saying, like, what a dynamite fucking character. Like, Super Patriot rocks. Reading this... Just reminded me how much I love that fucking guy. I can see that, and I uh, I feel the same way. And I think the art really sells it. Yeah, it does. I mean, the story, the story yeah. panel, uh, the the panel to panel storytelling is bar none top notch. And you know, going into it knowing that the coloring is dated, and just seeing what. It's almost a nice feel of nostalgia going back and looking at how things were colored back then and how different it is now, you know, in comparison. Let's kill a golden cow. I want to hear from both of you. What's one thing you would change about this miniseries? Jim? Or Scott, whoever's got something you would change. I, I would love to see... Don't say coloring uh, too easy. See, I would like to see uh, it updated color-wise. Um, Give me content. I need more than color. Color's, color's cheap. cheap. Um, We've been bagging on color you know this I, whole time. You know what I'd like to see is it revisited after what we just talked about with the whole time continuum change 
Uh, well, I actually have... De- I just got the details on that. Lay it on us. Off our Savage Dragon wiki. Very helpful. So in the second reality that Dragon called home, Super Patriot was never sent against the Covenant of the Sword as they did not exist. He remained in United States government custody for several years and was dispatched against the Martians during the invasion of Earth. Super Patriot was captured when Cyberface conquered the aliens. He took the hero as agent of his own. So basically... Everything up to the first die, the first Die Hard fight happened, and then he was basically kept on ice until Cyberface got his hands on him. Got it. So the okay. the events of this miniseries, until the memories were restored in the collapse of the reality stuff, no longer happened. So I would then I would like to see what exactly you know redo the mini as to see where we're at. You know, like a savage yeah. version. A savage yeah. Well, world version. Uh, America's Fighting Force series takes place after the uh, after the Savage World, so it kind of deals with this. Cool, but not you know not in depth. Okay. Because remember, as a result of all of this, oh wait, no, his kids do exist. He doesn't meet his kids until much later. Yeah. And then they die. And then he gives birth to two kids he names after his dead kids. It's very strange. Yeah. Oh, yes. my. You don't remember well, I this? Do. I, that's this pet, I do. That's pet yeah. logic. <laughs> and you will be the new mittens. <laughs> You'll be the new mittens. You'll be the new Liberty. Hello, new Liberty. Why'd you call me new Liberty? I mean, Liberty. <laughs> Liberty 2. Liberty 2 electric blue. Dad, why'd you call me New also, Liberty? Also, those kids are characters we haven't seen in about 20 years, so uh, it would be nice to see them again someday. That will never happen, but you are welcome. Um, no, I'm kidding. What would you change? Golden Cow, what would you change, Jim? Scott answered. This is tough for me, because I don't think there's a lot wrong with this series. Sure. Well, that that's, you know. improvement or removal. I'm, I- I'm asking you to dig. Like what? Yeah, but what you, it's, and this it's, can be personal. What would you not, want? But more? that's the thing. There, I can't think of anything that I would change except for, I guess. Well, I know what you would change. We'll get to that in a second. Huh. But um, I kind of feel like. Oh, this is this is so tough. I guess. Yeah, it's hard. I, this I is guess, golden I, cow. I guess. I guess. What, what was the rock guy's name again? Rock pile. Rock pile <laughs> isn't a great. Villain? I mean, he's a great visual. I don't know. He's, he's a great he's visual. A, he's, he's got, well, no, I disagree. I find his visual very basic. He's the thing. Oh, he's a big yeah. rock guy. The, the cool part about him is the little dude inside. That's what I meant by the. Mm-hmm. He's a cool visual once. Yeah, yeah. Once he gets ripped yeah. open, I think he gets jobbed out. But I think that's like the whole point. Mm-hmm. That I just think that character could have used a little bit more depth than being just kind of a dumb bruiser. For non wrestling fans, Jim means that he lost. In a very uh, well, well, the way he said he's set up to be strong, and then yeah. to to show how strong Super Patriot actually is, he's killed instantly. Yeah, very quick. Yep. So we're basically taught that the first fight wasn't a real fight because Johnny was broken. But so in a you real just fight, would have the the rock pile thing be better? Eh, better. Se- uh, yeah, like a more involved second fight, or yeah. I don't know. I kind of like how he gets squished though, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change that. I don't know. It's just, it's just hard for. Like I said, it's really hard. Golden for me. cow, dude. I know it's hard. This but, is a really hard one. 
But it's just it's just that there isn't it's so tight and lean there just isn't a lot yeah. to remove and if you add too much it just becomes well and that's where I was mm. like I I would like to then see if I can't have it revisited color wise because I thought everything was great then let's see where we're at you know uh, in this this timeline Reality. yeah yeah but er, Eric hates repeating himself he doesn't go back he likes oh to go exactly. Forward. So I, I, you know, the, the... I've always wanted to like have him do like a, a, a Marvel's version of Savage Dragon, where you see all these events happen from like a, a civilian's point of view. Jim, yeah, I would love that. Yeah, a lot of us would, but I, I don't. I don't think it's... I would love that. Like, I what, like, what that. if, what if you, you know, did a whole story about like a random cop that was there the day they found him in the burning field? Like, he's the guy who got the call, so he's one mm-hmm. who calls Frank, and he's just kind of there the entire time. Until like he gets randomly killed in a, in a, in a, exploding precinct. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because that happens all the time. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, let me ask you this. So sorry to take you guys on these rides, but I mean, hey, it concluded, and I have these thoughts, and I want to share them, what and you, I want to hear. What would you change, Raven? What would I change? Um, would to you be give honest, all these characters names. Um, nah, too easy. Because I griped about it in the main thing. I'm trying to say. Oh, you guys are going to hate me. I'm such a loser. Uh, I just need to have, like, something more sexy. It wasn't very sexy. There oh, was, there were like, no, well, there are no ladies in this story. Well, except for that one lady, but she wasn't very sexy. Coventry the Sword outfit, way too concealing. <laughs> Make something sexy. very se- conservative, those those religious cult fanatics. Something sexy. I'm just saying, that's the only thing I could think. It's a, it's a golden cow, and that's very stupid, and that's very personal. But like literally, there's no sex there's appeal no in this sex story appeal at all. In this comic. No sex appeal at all, and I, that's the only thing I could honestly think because to me it is perfect in every other way. But I mean, I didn't need sex appeal is the truth. It's a golden cow for a reason. It's amazing. Honestly, sex would really be shoehorned in. It wouldn't actually fit. But hey, goddamn it, it's the only thing I can think of. Um, all I was going to say, so, cause again, I'm sorry, these seem like weird out of the like left field questions, but this literally is where my mind's going right now. And I think it's somewhat interesting conversation to me outside of dragon's origin. This is one of the most potentially cinematic stories in Savage Dragon. Right. And I know we're never going to get a movie, so that's not what I'm saying. I know I'm not going to be like, wouldn't this make a great movie or whatever else. I'm just saying, don't you guys think that this has a sort of a killer, like it would really serve well this story structure. Just the journey. It's that hero's origin, kind of an origin picture, but told in a very non-traditional origin story way. Yeah. And if this was a movie, wouldn't it be awesome? And how many times would you watch it? You would have you'd have to find if you did it as a movie, right? Or if you retold it in some way, right? You'd have to find a character more different. Basically, you could not tell this story with Die Hard, not just because the rights are a mess, but mm-hmm. because, well, no, you might be able to do that because here's a th- my my first thought was you can't have two super soldier characters. It's just redundant. So you got to have like someone who's different. But you know what? If you had a situation where, like, there was, like, a team of super soldiers and, like, mm-hmm. these two guys were, like, close friends during the war mm-hmm. and, like, they both became cyberized in different ways, Winter I guess, you, you, yeah, you could you could have that conflict at the end where 
they're both trying to find their humanity in a, in a different way. It almost have to be like a buddy movie. What's well, yeah? That's what it would, it, it, see, Winter Le- Soldier. Lethal Weapon. Yeah, 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 exactly. Weapon Five. Yeah, you, you know they're, they're remaking Lethal Weapon Five. Just do it. Just do it that way. They're, they're older now. That they're 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 going to get uh, you know a uh, new hip, new knee. You know, well, one one gets cyberized by the U.S. government, and the other one gets cyberized by the other yeah. side, and they're thrown into conflict against each other. As, as we talk, I swear, I feel like Winter Soldier ripped off this story arc. Really? Not, I'm not really, but I'm saying, look at the parallels, dude. Yeah, this is literally what you just said. I'm not guess, saying that it was. I guess an actual, it kind of is. I'm not saying it was an actual ripoff, but that is verbatim what you just said. Well, it's one guy an gets, original plot line. Well, still two though. soldiers, one's brainwashed and the other one is not. I think that's been done a couple of times. I would cast the deep fake of Jack Palance as Super Patriot. <laughs> You know Jack Palance, right? Yes. Curly, Curly's, Curly's gold. gold. Oh, wait. Curly? One thing. There's one. He is sexy. There's one thing. And he holds up his finger. Yeah, yeah, I know Jack. Don't you think Jack Palance's face is very super patriot? Well, okay, who would you who cast you as super patriot? I have no idea. All right, who would you cast as super patriot, GD? I'm terrible at casting, fantasy casting. I, I don't know. Uh, There's almost no other humans of note in this. Movie. Clint Eastwood. Everyone else is a robot. Clint Eastwood. Ugh. Yeah, he's a bad choice. He's Clint, a weirdo I mean, these he days. Might look, he might look the same, but he's the weirdo. I'm, I'm, he's just gotten so I, weird. He, he like he likes making movies about killing minorities. And he's just he's got he's just become a weird dude talking to a chair that whole chair thing. Well, I'm, I'm not it's talking weird. about that. I'm just saying look wise. I mean, he's got that wrinkled ass face. I'm not talking. There's got to be another wrinkled dude. I'm just saying, another wrinkled old tough dude. Oh, you know what? Hmm. The guy from uh, uh, True Grit. What's his name? True Grit. No, not that one. <laughs> This is great podcasting. Yeah, it's great. Googling in real time. <laughs> uh, Je- oh, Jeff Bridges. It. Jeff Bridges would be great. Jeff Bridges I, would make I, a the dude. One. The dude. I you th- no Rooster Cogburn. No, the dude. <laughs> Jeff Bridges is the I mean, dude. I mean, yeah, like thirty years ago, he was the dude. He just did a commercial as the dude last year. You know what, listeners? Jeff, Jeff Bridges is a is a multifaceted actor. <laughs> I know our listeners have a really awesome old dude out there. He's also the Starman in Starman. <laughs> Goddamn Michael Keaton! What are we talking about? Michael Keaton would be an okay. I, I, I Michael could Keaton's see, old as yeah, hell. I could see Michael Keaton. Look at him and look at his face and think like old grizzled old Michael Keaton as Super Patriot. Oh, that works. See, dude. I just I, I want to pick. I picture somebody. I, I could see that. You know, uh, I remember in that one uh, where he's trying to shave. <laughs> Is Kurt Russell still alive? Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt yeah. Russell would be a good one. <laughs> Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell would... would probably make a good diehard. Like the opposite character to Jeff Bridges. You gotta fight it, Johnny. You're a human. You're a man. <laughs> You're not a machine. Come on. Fight it, Johnny. It's really good. You're Johnny Armstrong. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I'm glad I asked that. Uh, you guys came up with some really good, really good choices. Well, uh, any any lingering thoughts on this? I've loved this conversation, guys. I loved this series. This was fun as hell to revisit. I, I agree. I enjoyed uh, going through the uh, the panels, and uh, the story was just great. You know, all four of them. You know, all four books. Awesome, Jim. Any any lingering thoughts? Takes. No, no, it's really good. Well, uh, I, I, like, I, like like I think I said last episode, it's it's essential reading uh, yeah. for Savage Dragon people who are reading the series from the beginning. This series, Freak Force, it's essential. Don't skip it. Agree. And um, number wise, I'm going to give issue three a ten, and I'm going to give issue four a ten as well. I wouldn't change a thing about either of them. Absolutely flawless. This is a fantastic series. Um, well, why don't you give us a little glimpse into the future, Jim? Tell well, us what. Ac- according to my chart and the mm-hmm. position of the sun, the moon. <laughs> uh, next episode, we'll be covering Savage Dragon, uh, uh, issue number four and issue number five. Mm-hmm. And the episode after that, we should be getting to cover Vanguard. Nice. Issue number one and issue number two. Nice. Let me verify something really quick to be sure that this is all accurate. Joe hmm. Mad Vanguard? We may actually have to make an adjustment really quick, because now I realize we'll have not read Savage Dragon number six before we start Freak Force number one. So we mm-hmm. may need to, I may need to make an adjustment, but I'm pretty sure we're doing Savage Dragon four and five for sure next time. It's fine. We're not setting anything in stone, dear listener. We're just giving you broad strokes. Well, we'll get I'm to trying to try- details later. Well, I am trying to keep this in publication order as closely as possible. Right. But it's important that the Freak Force leave the Chicago PD before they become Freak Force. That's important. Sure. <laughs> to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Well, even those solicitations, you heard when I was reading the solicitations, like, tune in for next issue for Freak Force, and it's like soliciting Freak Force 2, and it's well, like, yeah, what? Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure Freak Force 1 came out the same month as uh, Super Patriot 4. Ooh, nice. Because that, oh. that would make sense. Damn, what a good month that would have been. It would have been a good month. Um, of course, it was also late. It's entirely possible it came out after, which would be super weird. You know, um... I didn't do it. I can look real super quick and see the timeline on this. We got on the covers, uh, number one. Oh, it doesn't have a date. Uh, yeah, covers lie. Hold on. I can actually do it for real. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I was going to say, uh, publishing date says um, July, July 1993 on number one. And then it says September. Number one, December 93. September ninety three, so there's a decent little chunk there. Well, that's, and then it, that's not that's weird. And then from September to October for number three, and then for number three to four December, so not terrible. Oh 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 oh! Okay. I'm looking at the wrong one. Yeah, December two thousand, December ninety three for issue four, December ninety three for issue one of Freak Force. They actually came out the same week. If these same week dates are correct, but to be fair, oh. Comic Vine dates are. And actually, now that I look at this, every single date for Freak Force says the first of the month, and I know that's not true. Oh, okay. So, that's probably on, not true at all. Comic Get your fucking shit together. It's good for some things, but not necessarily mm-hmm. accurate street dates. 
Mm-mm-mm. Well, the covers tell me uh, that there's July, September. Well, that October, was still that was still back in the day when they were like po- they were like you put the dates on early. The date is actually the month that's supposed to be removed from the shelves. What? You you put them out three months in advance, and then they stay on the shelf until you get to the month, and then you remove them. That's goddamn insanity! What you just said. That's how newsstands used to work. That's why a book would come out in May, but the cover date would say like July. <laughs> but that may not have been true for this. That series. is terrible for history, though. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's that's why it's actually super hard to figure out what day certain books actually came out because of that exact reason. Oh, God, but that was just... that was more of a problem during the newsstand era. Yeah, you just taught me a terrible thing. I, I <laughs> learned something new myself. What, neither of you guys knew that? No, dude. Huh. I had no clue at all. Uh, a yeah, best by date. That's all that's all it is. It's it's just the 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 actual months just told you when how long to keep them up. Once that month passed, you removed them and sent them back. Mm. Nevertheless, Dear listeners, you're going to have a glimpse at the... You got a glimpse of the future. Jim will have it ironed out by the next time we do our retro. Yep, for certain. And uh, I just want to say thanks so much for talking to me, fellas. I truly did have an amazing time. Uh, I had never finished the series. Hey, I just appreciate you guys uh, having me again. You know, I I really appreciate it. Anytime I can talk comics, dragon, anything... Uh, I I truly appreciate it. Yep, super amazing. And thank you, listeners. Thank you so much. If you enjoy the Savage Fincast, the retros, the new episodes, anything, please you know share it with a friend. Let someone know. Share your love of Savage Dragon. Listen to us in your commute. You'd be amazed how many people become your a fan of commute or, or commune. Is this a hippie commune that you're you're do both okay. if you please. Whatever your, your commentary whatever, and your commune. <laughs> whatever girds your <laughs> loins. Yeah. Whatever whatever makes it happen for you. I don't care. As long as you got this podcast on and you're reading Savage Dragon, that makes me happy. Because I know that there's one more person out there enjoying this fucking amazing book. Um, thanks so much for hanging out with us, listening to this. Let us know your thoughts, your takes. Your casting decisions. What order we should be reviewing these books in. (laughs) I'm sure Jim would love that. And uh, thank you again.